is this? Ah, the French. For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? I'm here, Papa! Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. First listen to the animal man, the Snoopy Snoopy poop dog. My wife hated me being a firefighter. We were divorced nine months later. If you don't mind my saying, I don't like your attitude one bit. Inspired. Six times I've now ruined my whiskey. I'm going to I'm under what? I just want to do whatever serves the corporation best. Good night, Mr. Wenzel. Good night. Gentlemen, this is the podcast my name is brighton salty and i am sean black we are two gentlemen who signed a bad contract with the smogville world's fair and are now forced to provide the official podcast the world champion of podcasts we discuss the only things we really know how which is fringe and forgotten pop culture and other mysteries of the universe Sorry, yeah. we're, we keep getting written up like <laughs> week, really week after do. week we're written up mr pumpernickel's like again this is not obscure what you're talking about. Michael Jackson. Mr. Pumper Nichols heard of Michael Jackson. He has. And he doesn't like music. No, he hasn't listened to music since 1914. Right. And he's like, you guys, you know what your job is. You know the mandate. It's fringe and forgotten. I think we can be forgiven. We are, we're messed up, man. It's 97 degrees, and that's yes. not counting the smog factor here mm-hmm. in Smogville. Um, you got to times it by the smog factor. You got to time. You multiply it by the smog factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we missed last week because we failed our inspection that we mentioned a few weeks ago. Right. Um, the, we, we failed it with flying colors. We, yeah, we really did. The, the Ferris wheel. Turn. The Ferris wheel that we live and record in doesn't even spin around anymore. Mm-hmm. So we have to climb a rope to get to. Well, I mean, luckily we live in it, but when we get, go to the library and stuff. But with the heat and the smog factor, the, yeah. the all-iron Ferris wheel is hot to the touch. You can't bump against a wall. You can't sit on the floor. It's really A rough. lot of standing and sweating. We did a lot of work today. I got real excited because I found a washer and dryer mm-hmm. at a basement sale. Um, on Smog's List. On Smog's <laughs> Yeah, I saw you saw list. that. Yeah, I was on a Smog's List basement our, sale. Our one-hour uh, time at the, the library. Our one-hour internet time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they tell you not to go to these basement sales. Mm-hmm. Um, they say nine times out of ten, it's a scam. But and that tenth time, it's a murderer. Yeah, but uh, we we worked out okay. We got a washer and dryer, but then we had to haul that shit up mm-hmm. about three fourths of the way, and we just had to go car to car in the Ferris wheel. Right. It was it was really it was a lot more. Di- it may sound difficult, but it was even more difficult than it sounds yeah. to get the washer from one car. To another with just a, a series of ropes, just mainly. Just the two of us and some ropes and that hot iron. and Hot, hot iron. We finally did it, and I didn't want heat stroke, so we had some whiskey and, mm-hmm. and went to Wienerschnitzel. We had to cool down. Yeah. The, the only fast food place in Smogville is Wienerschnitzel. Right. So. Hot, hot mustard and whiskey. The, uh, warm whiskey. Hot, the, hot mustard, warm whiskey. That's... So, uh, <laughs> What my granddad always said. Yeah. If we ever uh, get the wherewithal to make merchandise, look for the hot mustard, warm whiskey koozies <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, and then I don't think we even have, like, hookups for this stuff. I don't know how we're going to get water. I know. Once we got up here, we don't have power for the Ferris wheel itself. So finding yeah. out that we needed power for these washers and dryers, I almost felt bamboozled. Yeah, I might. And have... multiple dryers. I did say dryers. We got two. So just... we can both dry our stuff at the same time. Yeah, twice as fast. Yeah. But we apparently need electricity for that. Yeah, so we'll see. We're going to have to rig something up. Um Anyway, this is a sequel episode of sorts to uh, episode 40, season one, episode 40. Uh, let's take it back. Yeah, now that was an episode where we made a major announcement, and, th- <laughs> and that announcement was 
don't even know. <laughs> let's, but, just, let's just talk about part of that announcement. <laughs> the announcement was that from here on out, we were on, our episodes were maybe going to be like about an hour instead of about two hours. Right. That was the big announcement. And then the other big announcement was that we saw the trailer for Triple X Return of Xander Cage. We couldn't wait to see it. Couldn't wait to see it. And we saw it this weekend as its opening weekend, right? I think it it takes a while to get here. You know, we talked about the problems with Hook and getting a VHS. That's true. Yeah, but we we finally got to see it this weekend. Triple X, the return of Xander Cage. I think it came out a few months ago to all you people all over the world. Yeah, so uh, let's break this down. We still don't really have a name for our movie segment. Yeah, or a, or a song, sadly. Yeah, we've got to work. Again, another... We should edit this part out and replace it with a name and a song. Okay. Somehow. Fingers crossed. This is our, yeah, we like to talk about movies and try to solve them, solve any issues with them. And we should start out, I think, by saying we have, at least I have never seen any other Triple X movie. I've never seen any other Triple X movie, but I have heard that in Triple X 2, that one with Ice Cube, mm-hmm. at the beginning, um, Xander Cage, Vin Diesel, mm-hmm. because there was a contract dispute and he didn't come back for the sequel, so they had a, they filmed him from behind. And he went into a building that exploded, and then, and then his, his face fell onto the sidewalk. Oh, that's right. You were telling me about that. Yeah. Because I, I had to keep asking you, his face? His face? <laughs> well, this movie starts much the same way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. What a ride. What a rush. Yeah. For, first of all, go out and watch this movie if you haven't. Do your, even if you don't even plan on listening to the rest of this episode, do yourself a favor and watch this film. It is unreal. And we are going to spoil it, so you should watch it first. Yes. Oh, my God. I just found the best behind-the-scenes photo. <laughs> oh, I mean, hang on. Let me just save this for our website okay. later. But, okay. uh, but holy shit. Um, so okay. l- wow. let's do a quick premise. Triple X is a spy of some kind. It's a, yeah, the Triple X program is a spy program and uh, founded by Samuel L. Jackson, who plays mm-hmm. Gibbons. Which is basically Nick Fury. He's exactly Nick Fury. <laughs> and um, the reason is because today's wars aren't really fought on the battlefield, they're fought in, on snowboards. On snowboards, <laughs> I guess that's what he was saying. He's like, "Oh yeah," he starts out talking about skateboarding, huh? Yeah, and how Dogtown and Z Boys revolutionized warfare because <laughs> of skateboards. Yep. He, yeah, and this is when he's trying. So it opens up with him trying to recruit Neymar Jr., mm-hmm. a soccer player, professional football player. Who's playing himself. I didn't realize this. I didn't either. I, th- I thought, oh, Neymar Jr., what a perfect name for a soccer player. Yeah. But that's a real guy. Yeah, and, and I figured out later why, and I'll, we'll talk, I'll talk about that at the end. Okay. But, yeah, it's, it's, he's trying to recruit him by telling him this skateboarding story. How did he recruit – how did Samuel L. Jackson recruit anybody? Well, Th- this is seriously the pitch. I guess that it makes, yeah. makes sense that it recruited triple, triple X this way. Because I think Xander was an extreme sports star. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, because that was his whole thing about filming it. If it's not on tape, it doesn't count. Okay. It can happen okay. or whatever he says. Nice. Yeah. I don't feel like you need to see the other ones to, to watch this. I thoroughly enjoyed it. 
Yeah, I, yeah. And I had no trouble following the plot, really. I think I should probably go watch the other ones now, oh, based yeah. on how much I did enjoy this. Oh, definitely. Um, so, yeah, he's trying to recruit Neymar in this, in this uh, bodega in New York, I guess. And Yeah, where, Na- where were they? Neymar's not into it, so Sam's like, fine, I'll go pay for your meal. And as he's paying for your meal, some dude runs in with a shotgun to try to stick up the place. <laughs> of course. That's how it happens in big cities. Guys and just running down the sidewalk with a shotgun. At noon, even. At noon, to rob a place that at most has 100 bucks. Right. Until. Neymar's not going to have any of this. <laughs> I know. Is, is it... Do you think soccer players can really do this type of stuff? Kick, a, kick stuff at people? He, yeah, kick, he, kicks, he kicks a napkin holder at the criminal's face. I guess they probably could. Yeah. Huh? But I think even... No, I don't know. They, I bet they can kick real hard. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's, yeah. And I guess the whole... The whole thing about being a professional soccer player is you can aim at things. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, I'll give it to you. So he kicks one of those metal napkin things at the robber's head, and he, he's out cold. Mm-hmm. And Samuel Jackson catches the shotgun as it falls to the ground. And then Sam gets, Samuel Jackson gets murdered by a satellite. Yeah, and it, it, it's, it's very reminiscent of uh, Deep Blue Sea. Did you ever see that Oh, one? yeah, where he gets eaten by the shark? In, in mid-speech. Uh-huh. He's, given, he's given a speech, and a shark jumps up and bites him in half. Same with this. He's given a big speech about, about doing it with his wife, and a, a satellite hits the restaurant, and they all burn and blow up in fire. Yeah. I was, I, that was unexpected for me. I was, I was a little bit surprised. Yeah, I thought it was just going to be a successful recruit, and then right. it was going to be like, <laughs> meet the rest of the team or something. I didn't think he was going to get killed by a falling satellite. Mm-hmm. Now, from the trailers, I knew <laughs> that the plot was a device that can control satellites, but I didn't think... That's that's the that's, whole. That's the, the most whole. unimaginative way to imagine you're a supervillain. You can control satellites. There's way more mayhem you can cause than just making them crash onto people. That's true. That <laughs> that's very true, actually. Like I, you can you can mess up Netflix probably. I was convinced that this was written by a 13 or 14 year old. I think Vin Diesel wrote it himself <laughs> in crayon. Yeah, but probably under an alias. So he's like, hey. I got this great script. Vince Dessel. I'm back. I'm Triple X. I know. I'm going to do another Triple X movie. Oh, man. This hot new writer wrote this script. Who, did you ben, look up this, this writer at all? Oh, no. that writer's him. It is him, huh? No one's ever heard of this guy before. Yeah, no, no one knows who. It's his first film. Uh, well, his name on Wikipedia isn't even blue, so you can click on it. Mr. Oh, give me a break. F. Scott Frazier. Oh, yeah. So Vin was in the library using (laughs) using the typewriter that you have to pay for by the hour. And then he's like, oh, wait, I can't say it's by Vin Diesel. So he just looks around, sees the great Gatsby, F. Scott. And And then then he he sees Kelsey Grammer. And then he he sees a poster with Kelsey Grammer saying, you know, read. Yeah, Yeah, book it. F. Scott Frazier. (laughs) Yep. Perfect. Perfect. The first, our introduction in this film to Xander is amazing, so amazing. Oh, wow. There's there's a clock counting down to a, some sort of time bomb. Yeah, he's it's, on top of a massive radio tower. And and this is the part in the the trailer that had me hooked, that had yeah. me wanting to see this. Yeah, is is the guy he steals some kind of? It looked like a battery. Yeah, it turns out it was a battery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then he he's just puts his skis on. Like, where did this, did he climb up the ladder with the skis on his back, I guess? That's, that's what this sequence illustrated, is how not only is he an amazing athlete and mm. fearless, but he's also a NASA-level 
scientist, physicist, trigonometrist. Oh yeah, because to plan all this out, you know, to ski down there, to grab right. his, to grab his strategically placed ski poles mm-hmm. that are in the dirt below. He has to know velocity. He has to know yeah. trajectory, mass, trajectory, uh, slowing down, and because then he gets the timer uh, diffused, which we'll get to in just yeah. on time. And I just, I thought. I thought for sure he'd have a, maybe a parachute, and then he would drop into the trees with the skis. Yeah. But he drops like 100 feet probably. At least 100 feet. And I guess if you just land at a gradual enough angle, you're, you're safe on yeah, dirt you're, you're, and trees. Mm-hmm. Your knees don't shatter. Your ankles don't shatter. Mm-hmm. All the bones in your legs don't break. <laughs> you just start skiing. You start skiing, and then you grab your poles that you placed there earlier. Uh-huh. And now, now you're going to be skateboarding down a hill full of giant garbage trucks going 70 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. That, I was trying to figure out how they did that. Was the stunt double wearing a flesh-colored helmet? <laughs> he must have been. I kept trying to... It looked yeah. like a guy with, with no elbow pads or no helmet. Yeah. It, it was someone definitely skateboarding really, really fast. Yeah. Maybe it was all done in really slow motion, and they just tilted the camera to make it look like it was downhill. Uh, <laughs> he's just know. skating like at 10 miles an he's hour. He's being dragged so. by a wire that they uh, erased in, in, in post. <laughs> and then everyone, meanwhile, he's doing all this stuff and everyone he passes like, hey, Xander, yeah. giving him high fives. And I loved that. High five in him. Because I don't, there's so many times in this movie that he would have died. I wish I would have written down how many times he actually should have died. Yeah. I mean, in that first sequence, five or six. Yeah. Just the first sequence. Yeah. And that's in in the meantime he's goofing around, clowning around, yeah, and and going a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> and so he gets to the docks, and what is that timer for? For the TV. Wah, wah, wah. He has to get the satellite dish working so they can all all these villagers can watch mm-hmm. the soccer game. Where and where were they? Dominican Republic? Oh, yeah, somewhere. I don't know. And Something then like that. so he so he gets the battery going, gets the game on. Everyone cheers and celebrates and mm-hmm. gives him a high five. He speaks Spanish, which is wonderful. Yes, Vin speaking Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> and then he make, goes and makes love to a beautiful woman. But then he, he, doesn't, he doesn't fall for the first rule, which is don't fall in love. Yeah. He leaves a note on a skateboard for her. Yeah. Which is, that is so much better than a rose on the pillow. <laughs> a note on a skateboard that says don't fall. Don't fall. Oh, God. Oh, man. Now, this movie, I want to clarify, too. This is, we've talked about this before, maybe on other shows. This concept of sincerity. Mm-hmm. Where we start to watch something specifically because it's really dumb and we like it ironically, but eventually we swing around the other way and we start enjoying it sincerely. Mm-hmm. I just don't want you to think that we're just like ripping on it. No, I, P- I PBR drinking, trucker hat wearing, mustache guys, which we are, but not like that. Well, I'm going to tell you how I view art in general. Yeah, and that is a, a bad movie to me is as good as a good movie if my enjoyment is the same. Right. So a movie like Citizen Kane. To me, is the same quality as The Room or Miami Connection or something yeah. because I get the same amount of joy from it. Yeah. So this, to me, is a masterpiece. Yes. Which I, I don't want to spoil. I shouldn't have spoiled it, but yes, this, this is said with absolute love, these criticisms. So we've got this uh, office building in some, I, is, I guess it's New York. I, I don't know. I think it's New York City. Where it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, where, where, I don't think. where some sort of government suit guy is going through this building, and then they have mm-hmm. a big spooky government conference table. Mm-hmm. And this guy too, he doesn't realize he's being followed about ten paces behind by some woman. And the who, thing, like the, the automatic door opens, and she has to do a bunch of jumping jack, not jumping jacks, cartwheels, and, and then slide and, the, and, and then slide while doing the splits to hold the door open. 
Yeah, and then when he gets off the elevator, there's a guy hidden on the top of the elevator that gets to, what what I thought was funny is there's all these high-tech things like like retina sensors and all this stuff, but they could have solved this problem by just having a guard standing by the door. They don't yeah. need all this high-tech stuff. They could have stopped all these guys from coming in by just having guards. And because it is a they're like CIA or something. They have a team of Navy SEALs mm-hmm. at their disposal. I think they're NSA, weren't they? Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. So why not just have one of those? Yeah, there. <laughs> sure, yeah. especially when all, the most powerful men. Maybe it was the CIA and the NSA and everybody. Yeah, because they they gathered them all together for this meeting on who has the remote control that makes satellites crash to the earth. Yeah. So uh, so Donnie Yen mm-hmm. of uh, who's he? Is he Ip Man? Oh, I'm not he, sure. He, I was trying to figure it out. Yeah, well, he's, he's in Rogue One, and he's... Oh, that's it. That's how I've seen him recently. Yeah. That's right. He's yeah, the Rogue, blind guy, right? Yeah, Rogue One, and then famously in uh, Asia, IP Man or Ip Man, I don't know. It's okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. So, so he comes in and defeats all these guards with the leather jacket. I, and and uh, breakdancing, too. He's yeah. like doing a windmill on the table while shooting people in the head. And I believe he was barefoot. He jumps through three inches of reinforced... Bulletproof glass barefoot and shatters it and then lands and then takes off his leather jacket and breakdance fights all of them. After jumping from another building. Yeah. He, he must have jumped like 300 feet or something. Yeah. But I guess as long as you landed an angle, that's the trick, man. You landed a slight angle. The glass he shattered through was at a slight angle. Well, again, physicists. They're all yeah, physicists. They're, they're geniuses. This is all the same kind of math that went into landing on the moon. <laughs> There's a really good movie about that I just recently watched. Landing on the Moon? Yeah. Oh, what? I forgot what it's called. It's, uh, it's, uh, was it Apollo 13? Because they don't land on the moon no, on that j- one. No, just recently. That <laughs> uh, doesn't matter. It was like about the women that helped figure out oh, the Oh, hi- Hidden Figures? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I heard that was good. It was good. Yeah. Not as good as this, but it was <laughs> no, still of course it was all right. Yeah. So, so Tony Collette, um, what, she, she's the mom in Sixth Sense. Oh, she had, gosh. She had some show on Showtime where she was had like multiple personalities or something okay this is helping me out so much i didn't yeah. have time to go to imdb while i yeah. laid with potato chips all over my chest watching this <laughs> yeah but everybody looked familiar so so they so donnie yen's team steals the device and she's like the head of the cia or something mm-hmm. she gets all the best lines in the movie yeah she's even got, better she's than vin um these oh are, i don't know vin's got well, some good true. ones <laughs> two, two flushes <laughs> these assholes just took out the best of the best like it was sunday brunch we need someone who can walk into to a tornado and come out the other side like it was a damn gentle breeze. <laughs> yeah. So you it's know, kind of pulp talk. Yeah. So they they have the entirety of the U.S. Army, CIA, NSA, and Navy SEALs on their side, but they need Vin, who Maybe we Xander. now find out that Vin is, um, he's basically Sherlock Holmes now. <laughs> also, he's everything, man. He's everything. He's the he's the <laughs> ultimate hero. It's it's interesting because the the way I would characterize his character is. Like a like James Bond's moron little brother, yeah, or something. Or he succeeds because he's too dumb to know he can't, yeah, succeed. Like anyone else that would would think I've got to go down this street at 100 miles an hour on a skateboard and I've got to go ski through the trees, they would be, you know, they they, they would be so terrified that they would make a mistake and hit a tree or yeah. hit a car. 
But he is just like, he turns and goes, I live for this shit. You know? <laughs> yep. He doesn't know it's impossible. Yeah. And when you don't know it's impossible, you can do it. Oh, so it's how Wiley e. Coyote can float in the air until, until he looks down. Right. It's yeah. that exact thing. Of course. It's, it's every, because he should have died a hundred times in this movie, but he doesn't know. He doesn't know that. Yeah. And so it, it makes him impervious. I think it's a law of the universe. Let's get to. Uh, well, the, well the Sherlock Holmes scene when Tony Collette goes to get him mm-hmm. in the oh. Dominican Republic. Oh, yeah, that's good. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about this because I got some saying, questions. And he's going, don't move or stand down. Which is it? <laughs> or the guy's saying, like, don't move a muscle, get on the ground. Yeah. And he's, he's not, he's not going to fall for Legit. that shit. But he was legitimately confused is what I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Which one? Yeah. There's, I can't do both. <laughs> so... So then he grabs a gun and just starts like firing it into this big crowd of civilians. In a circle. Yeah, I was confused. Yeah, somehow he knew it was filled with blanks. Mm-hmm. because. And then he does the Sherlock Holmes thing where he's like, why are they wearing Beats headphones, which cost hundreds of dollars? And that lady was hurrying to get on a bus that, that, doesn't, that doesn't leave for, for three two hours. hours. And like three or four things, which means that the CIA filled up this entire square with actors and then gave Vin Diesel a gun with blanks. Why? Well, that, that, why did they do this? Okay, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up, because that was my big question, yeah. is I was thinking, why did they have a woman run for a fake bus? Why not just not have anybody? Right. Why not just go find him when he's alone? Right. Why have, why have someone do all this, these fake things, like they're actors, for no yeah. reason? They must have hired 300 actors. Right. I don't understand. <laughs> Well, it's kind of, maybe it's a meta thing. They're all actually actors. But he's, he's kind of saying he's not going to do it. But then um, says, let me get my coat. Oh, yes. And let's, before we get to the coat, I want to talk about his tattoos real quick. Oh, yeah. Because you've got you to picture, if you've never seen this movie, you've got to picture what his style is. Yeah. And his style is Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> with the sleeves torn off of everything. Yeah. Dre- dress shirts with the sleeves torn off. Uh-huh. Which nobody can pull off. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. And then it, our, our, his tattoos are so weird and bad. Like, yeah. <clears throat> they had to sit down and do them all. Well, we get the origin of them all later. Oh, yeah. So he has triple X. He has the logo to the movie on the back of his head. And that's the main, that's the main tattoo I wanted to talk about. Because the whole idea of triple X is you're a spy, right? Yeah. So if you're a spy, you probably shouldn't get a tattoo on your neck that says I'm a spy, yeah. basically. Yeah. That'd be like James Bond having 007 on the front of his throat. Or just or undercover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... And then it, there was a XXX logo on the skateboard, too. Oh, yeah. Which apparently they're doing branding for this, this spy organization. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, on top of dressing like Mac, having these really bad tattoos, this was the best thing, is he has this fur coat... He looks like Craven the Hunter from Spider-Man. He does, yeah. He definitely looks like he's been out beyond the wall. Yeah, yeah. And the first time you see this giant weird fur coat with a furry neck is when they're in London, which he looks like he's going to the Arctic. I, I, how, I couldn't get that cold in, in England for him to, wear, to justify wearing this coat. It's a, it's a floor-length coat. It's like yak fur, though. It's not like... Like, like with yak fur, like with two, two feet of yak fur <laughs> collar. Yeah. And then the rest of it's like hand-stitched leather. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, the coat. And then that's what he needs to get back into the spy business is he needs his coat. Mm-hmm. Now, then he goes and meets uh, this, this woman who just lives in, what, the Babe Tower? Yeah. She's like the best hacker in the biz. Here, here's another part you're going to have to explain to me. Uh, is he meets this hacker. Well, he knows her from back in the day. He, she's the best there is. 
It's it's amazing how everyone that's the best at, at everything is so beautiful, whether they be man or woman, and they're so young. Yeah. You think the best sniper in the world wouldn't be like a 22-year-old girl. It'd be like a 60-year-old guy who'd been doing it his whole life. Yeah. But... Yeah, the, this woman hacker. This you'll have to explain this scene to me because he, he asked her to, to look to track down the, the Pandora's box is the name of this remote control. Yeah, but then he has an orgy for no reason. So he goes. Yeah, so he goes to see her. She's under house arrest mm-hmm. in this tower filled this with babes. Beautiful penthouse. Yeah, and so and then him him in his fur coat. First he sees her and he goes in for a kiss. <laughs> and Vin going in for a kiss is one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. Yeah. We're filming it from like her point of view and he like closes his <laughs> eyes halfway and opens his mouth just a little bit. And then she turns him down and she's like, don't worry, we're about to have a tensum. <laughs> and then I don't even know what she gave him, a computer chip or something. Yeah, but then he's just suddenly having sex with like nine different women. I just didn't understand what was ha- like. It's just an unspoken thing. We're gonna have a big orgy. I guess yeah. I don't. Maybe that's what being a spy's well, like. That's, that's part of the theme. <laughs> okay, buymoviejackets.com. dot com. Four hundred and seventy nine dollars. No. Can we? Should we go fund me this? Oh my god, maybe we should. <laughs> go fund me. We need to put Buy that. Us a t- Vin Diesel's uh, fur coat. We could put it, frame it. You know, put it like you know how you'll take a sports jersey and put it in those glass yeah. frames. We mm-hmm. need that. Yeah. Next to the movie poster. Wow. Wow, buy movie jackets. It's where you can buy any jacket you see in a movie. The, I mean, I'm sure their top seller is the Bane jacket. That's probably on there. Oh, yeah, kind of similar. A lot of that. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I think the point of this was he was going to show that he could do a better job tracking this than they could. Than the organization. Yeah, yeah. he does it immediately. And, and the main, Mark, I think her name is, the main spy woman, yeah. she, she says... Uh, how did you do this so fast? Like she's just yeah. baffled, and he was, and he says something just like, "Is what I do." Well, and the woman in the tower said this wasn't easy. It was like finding a needle in a stack of needles. Yes, another another great line. No, the whole theme of the movie is that women are irresistibly drawn to him. Right, and they and that's what these first scenes are about. Yeah. I'm asking you why there's in, in kayfabe why he's having an orgy, <laughs> yeah. but these scenes are actually to establish how badass he is. All women want him. All, All women, women. If they're smart, if they're technologically savvy, if yeah. they're ruthless killers, they see him and they just cannot resist. They cannot resist. And men want to be him. Yeah. And he's, and he's cool as a cucumber under pressure. Yeah. And guys pull guns on him. He says smart ass stuff. Yeah. Because then we see, we get to meet the next character, Becky, who's their kind of brains, like the, oh, the yeah. comic relief who's brains. Who's also like can't control herself. She yeah. She, season, she's like, oh. she can, she can, it is like disturbing almost no, how, how hard she's coming no, on. No, to meeting him. Xander Cage was even more exciting to her than seeing the Guns N' Roses reunion at Coachella. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And if he ever needs the drug Purple Urkel, come to her. Yeah. Which I've suddenly realized I'm now an old man. I have never heard of Purple Urkel. No, no one's ever heard of Purple Urkel. This was Vin in the library on the typewriter. <laughs> and he was looking at the kids' books. And it was a, it was a book to teach kids colors. <laughs> no, he's like, what's the name of a drug? I'll use my favorite color, purple. And, and my, my favorite, favorite character, Urkel. Urkel. <laughs> oh, purple. Oh, it's a, it is a strain of indica. Oh, God. Yep. That's, that's, that's pathetic. Yeah. So God, maybe I actually did know that. Um, but but his whole thing, his whole thing on the job is that he's got to stay focused. Wait a minute. As, as so this ha- this hacker woman is getting him weed. Like that's that's like Vin can't get weed. Yeah, he, he can do in, living in the wherever it is. You're telling me he can't get purple Urkel. He can do anything. Yeah. He can find a needle in a stack of needles. You know. Yeah. 
Also, I don't see him doing doing drugs. Yeah, it was interesting. He yeah. he's, he stays sober. Yeah. Every time he's offered alcohol, he, he drinks like cranberry juice and stuff. Yeah. Which is smart. Because the stuff he has to do takes perfect precision. Yeah. Like there's some stuff in this that if you are one centimeter off, you would be dead. Yeah. So we meet the, the group of Navy SEALs. <laughs> the dream Oh, the dream team. No, the, the, oh, that's first. The Navy yeah, SEALs. Yeah, the Navy SEALs that they want him to work with, who immediately hate, they just hate each other. Oh, yeah. No, these Navy SEALs are like, oh, this guy who's supposed to be the best of the best. Well, fuck him. Well, maybe it's I'm because. going to immediately start antagonizing him. And then Vin is also like, well, he's antagonizing who are these clowns? them. Yeah. I, it, I'm not going to have clowns watch my back. Well, his problem is that is not that they're like, they're used to having this elite Navy SEAL type training. Yeah. And he's saying, can you do an Axle 360 over a, a snowboarding canyon? Oh, yeah. Can you, do a, can you pop a wheelie and do a 360 on a BMX? And they're yeah. like, no, no we're we not teenagers. Yeah. That's not how we take out Bin Laden. <laughs> And there the, were no skateboards at all on that mission. And the best part of that is as he's, he's questioning them, <laughs> he's, he's taking all these like, thi- like <laughs> hooks that are ha- dangling off their military backpacks and, and linking them onto stuff. And I'm like, yeah. how is no one noticing him no doing this? No one's noticing this. That he's and, walking around and, picking up hooks and hooking things. And the main guy says, we're not all jacked up on Mountain Dew and Red Bull, you asshole. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the, it. And Vin says, um, he's like, oh, I'm just calculating... If I knocked, if I kicked you through the toilet somewhere between the Indian Ocean and North Korea, yeah. where would you end up? Or something like that. It, I blew it. I blew it. No, no. It pays it's, off later, though. Yeah, well, he's, it, <laughs> it really pays off. And then he just hits, hits like a, a big red button. And then they go flying they off go into, f- into space. Yeah, into space with a parachute. The entire Navy SEAL team dragged yeah. out two... In my opinion, they're deaths. And Tony Collette goes, ah, yeah, she come act, on. She acts like he like stuck his finger in the frosting of a, a, a cake. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah, like she's just like, oh, you just killed six people. What a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, so much paperwork. Six of our best. But no, now we get the dream team. <laughs> it's hard to kill almost anybody in this movie. No, yeah, I don't think anybody actually dies besides nameless people with guns, mm-hmm. like henchmen. Tons of henchmen and Russians. Yeah, and Russians. So famously, and this is not even, this is true, mm-hmm. is that they deliberately cast all these international stars Yeah. so that this would be a big hit all over the world, which, frankly, that's pretty smart. And, that, and that's when I said I was going to talk later about the soccer player. Like, yeah. that's why. Yeah, so we get Neymar Jr., we get um, Donnie Yen and Tony Ja, uh, the Indian woman who's mm-hmm. a, a huge star there. Yeah. So obviously, though, they weren't trying to sell this in Russia. Yeah. Because they're really hard on Russians. Yeah, there's no cool Russians, and they kill them all. Yeah. And make fun of them. It's almost like Russian racism. Yeah, because he's like... He's calling him Moscow Mule. Moscow Mule. Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. But but no, now we're meeting the Dream Team. Uh, And this this is the the names of this Dream Team. It's like I was telling you off air, like the MacGruber Dream Team. Yeah, So and I wrote that down. The MacGruber Dream Team was Tanker Lutz, Tug... (laughs) Tug Phelps, Vernon Freedom, and Vicky St. Elmo. <laughs> and these are just as good. The Triple X Dream Team is Adele Wolf, Tennyson Torch, and... Nick Nicks. Nick Nicks, <laughs> a.k.a. The Hood. These are the good, the bad, the extreme, and the completely insane. Now, this is the best part about their credentials. So yeah. it does the freeze frame thing where it says their credentials. Yeah. Adele Wolf, played by Ruby Rose, the tattooed uh, woman with purple hair. Yeah. 
Her, her claim to fame is the most broken bones. The Guinness Book of World Records, most broken bones. So does that mean her own bones, or she has broken the most bones of other people? I'm assuming her own bones is how yeah. I took it. Yeah. Because then if you go with Tennyson Torch, who, who is uh, the hound from Game of Thrones, yeah. his credentials, he's, he's been in 198 car crashes. Yeah. And then you get to Nick Nix, and his was fun to be around. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. So, so, <laughs> so you want the best team. You don't want these Navy SEALs. You want someone who's broken every bone in their body. Yeah. Someone who's been in the 200 car crashes, and then a guy who's just fun to be around. Yeah. Well, Nick Nix is a DJ. And he's a DJ. Yeah, he's, an, he's a world-renowned DJ. Tennyson Torch is a stunt driver and the world's worst bank robber. Because <laughs> when we meet him, he's robbing a bank by driving his car into an ATM. Right. And then getting out and standing there, Laughing. leaping up like a kid while money floats all around. And then like, he gets arrested. <laughs> but Adele Wolf, whose nickname is Lady Boner. <laughs> That's right. She is... so. Uh, She's in the in the African savanna. She's covered in, in a ghillie suit with mm-hmm. a big gun. She's taking aim at this lion. And I love this. Yeah, I so do she's too. got a lion in her crosshairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then shifts over to the right to these three dopes yeah, with game. bows and arrows. Yeah. <laughs> shoots their bow out of their hand and then like shoots the ground in front of the lion to scare the lion and make the lion go attack them. No, but he, he so had... she commits murder by a lion. Yeah, but she, no, but then she also shoots the guide in the leg and the woman in the butt. Oh, so, yeah. So they can't run, really. Yeah. So, so yeah, <laughs> murder by lion. Yeah. Which, you know, that does win over the audience. Big game hunting is super lame. And, these, and they made them look extra lame by, like, sneaking yeah. up with their big compound bows. Um, <laughs> I recently watched a video of uh, someone with a GoPro... And, they, and there's a, a black bear that they stumbled upon. They were bow hunting, I'm assuming uh, deer. Yeah. I hope they weren't bow hunting bear. Because the, yeah, this black bear suddenly comes out of nowhere. And the, the way they fumble the bow is hilarious. It's like, oh. have you ever shot a bow and arrow? No. You've yes. Never, yeah, and how great was it? I mean, when like you, a pretend one. Where like the, the, the bow flies and the, and the, the arrow just kind of sh- like spins yeah. and hits the ground. It was like that. And then the black bear just knocks him over. Yeah. Because it turns out shooting a bow and arrow is really hard. Yeah. Um, so now we're, we go to Criminal Island. So this, so the, before we move on, this, this team is perfect for Triple X because yeah. it's just a team of idiots and they're yeah. all so dumb. They don't know they can't do stuff. Yeah. Like this Tennyson Torch thinks he's a great getaway driver and all he does is wreck cars. Yeah. And, and then I guess Adele Wolf's this wonderful sniper, but. Sniper slash aerial artist. When does she break all her bones from sniping? Well, I don't know, but she also does that stuff that like yeah. Burning Man mm-hmm. stuff, where you twirl in silk from the ceiling, that's yeah. Cirque du Soleil stuff. Yeah, I, I was just in at a Mexican uh, resort, and they had people do that, doing that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know if you want that for your your super team, your super spy team, but I guess well, you then, do. She's so uh, the what's her name, Nina Dobrev, the tech girl. Yeah, who I, I might will point out is an alumnus of Degrassi: The Next Generation. Is she? Yes. Wow. What, what else is she in? Because she was another familiar one that I was like, uh, I know her. I don't know. I knew her name for some reason, but maybe just because she's one of those like young stars that people yeah. are supposed to have heard of. Uh, oh, Perks of Being a Wallflower, The mm. Final Girls, Vampire Diaries. Man, I haven't seen none of those. I've seen nope. her around, though, apparently. But so uh, Lady Boner makes a that's what she said joke. Yeah. And... and <laughs> Nina Dobber just loses it. She's just, Starts, like, giggling and blushing, like, yeah. oh, my goodness. <laughs> Crazy. And she's saying, like, to the sniper, like, oh, be careful with that. And the sniper, all the sniper does is, like, 
cock the gun. That's all people and it's ever like, do. And it's movies. like, oh, you know what you're doing. Everyone in movies is always cocking a gun. Yeah. Like, that's all they know how to do when they're in the background and they're gun experts. It's just cock it over and over. That was my favorite on Lost is when they'd, like, the guys would turn a gun. Like, there'd be a bunch of guys with guns, like, aiming at Jack. Mm-hmm. And they get, and then, you know, he comes out of the clearing. And it's like, mm-hmm. and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't know what you're doing. Oh, we know right what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> over that's, and that's over. That's not how guns work. You don't just you don't cock it every to just prove your point. Oh, it could be like a, a super soaker where the more you pump it, the stronger the stream is. That must be what it so is. So maybe the yeah. bullet goes faster. <laughs> the bullet goes harder. Yeah, if you pump it, <laughs> the more if you, you cock, cock it, it again. Yeah. What what? How did Xander sell this mission on everyone exactly? We don't know because because they, they just joined the team. But what did he say to them exactly? Do you guys want to risk your lives for no reason? Yeah. For people you all are rebelling against and hate for, for no reason also. Yeah, because there's not even like a promise of gold at the end. There's or nothing. Anything. Yeah. There's no money. There's, it's, just like, it's just like, I guess if Xander calls you, they, maybe everyone wants to sleep with him. Every single team member can't resist him. Because Lady Boner, no one has her number, but Xander calls her. Right. She answers and goes, who is this? Nobody has this number. I think, oh, Xander. <laughs> and I think it's interesting she has service in the, the African savannah. Yeah. You know? Anyway, so we're on Criminal Island, which is just an island for criminals, for beautiful young criminals to go and be sweaty. It just gets better and better. And to negotiate his way onto the island, he he has this... I didn't understand that either. The I'll give you 22.5% thing off the top. He's trying to sell guns to the the guard of the the island, the island protector. Yeah. And and he goes, 22.5%, and the guy goes... How is there a half percent? Which I mean, in money there is a half percent. Yeah, so, that, so that's what I just did not understand. But he he take Xander takes a, a gun out of the the trunk and then just breaks it in half over his knee. Yeah, and this impresses the guy so much. So the He's guy like, gives him a hug. He gives him a hug and says, "Let it, let him onto the island. They're yeah. they're one of us or they're, whatever. They're one of us. The rave's just about to start. We're all sweaty. <laughs> We're all exotic and attractive and way way sweaty. Because like, then they show Donnie Yen like watching and he's just soaked in sweat. It's probably very humid on that island. Yeah, and then Vin makes fun of his shirt. He's like, oh, at least I didn't pay for that shirt. Donnie Yen. And Donnie Yen's wearing like a Hawaiian shirt, and Vin's the guy wearing that yeah. fur coat. Or, or a shirt with – he's ripped the sleeves off yeah. of. A denim shirt with no yeah. sleeves? Yeah. You can't make fun of anybody's style. But uh, so Vin Diesel and Donnie Yen I – I don't even know any of their real names. Who cares? And then uh, Depika? No, Depika's a real name. Serena. Serena, yeah. yeah, Serena. So they're going to sit down and negotiate, and they order shots. Oh my! <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, the way he so he doesn't drink, and he's got to keep his his wits about him. So yeah. so when the the other two they all take a shot at the same time, the other two take a shot, and he throws it over his shoulder. <laughs> he throws it over his shoulder and then winces. Yeah, like in, he drank it. Like in the, in the most obvious, like if either of them had even been glancing at yeah. him, they would have seen that through that. He doesn't even turn his head. He's looking at them, <laughs> throws the drink over his shoulder, and then makes the face like the whiskey shivers. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that's some strong Criminal Island whiskey. Yeah, and then they begin the grenade off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like every scene gets more and more insane. As, yeah. as I was watching it, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, how are they going to top this scene? Yeah. And they do. And this is when it really, the movie really starts going. The, the God, what, what is his, his name? We've got to figure out the Rogue One guy. Oh, it, it, it's, it, uh, it's Zhang or something, right? He is, yeah, Zhang. 
he takes, oh, we, we'd also discover that all these bad guys are all former triple X. Right. Which it would be easier if they all had triple X tattoos on their necks. So yeah. we, we could tell. Yeah. But yes, they are all triple X, uh, X agents that, that <laughs> God, what are they even doing? They just like Serena wants to, to destroy this. So she's like a good guy, bad guy. She wants yeah. to destroy the Pandora's box. Yeah. And Zhang wants to use it to get money or something. Right. I guess, but, yeah. But even that, he's not even doing it for an evil reason per no, se. yeah. Which, which it, 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 one of my favorite things happens later in the movie along these lines. But let's get to the grenades. Zhang pulls a grenade off, out, takes the pin out, rolls it across the table. And the thing I love about every one of these nightmarish, ter- terrifying, stressful scenes is, is Xander is, like, happy. He, yeah. like, is smiling. Yeah. Like, it's about time someone rolled a grenade at me. <laughs> Like, exactly. it's like he rolled a candy apple at him. Yeah. He's just delighted. Yeah. Just, he's kind of leaning back, and he's, <laughs> and he's squinting a bit, and just the biggest ear-to-ear grin. Do you know how long grenades take to explode? I, I don't think this is how they work. Once they're armed, uh-huh. you can't stop them. Well, I think once you pull the pin out. You pull the pin. And, and then you let go, and the, the little like, metal clip thing the flips clip off. The thing flips up. But when that thing flips up, it like, ignites the fuse inside of it. Is that how it works? So I don't think you can just put the clip down, and then it stops. In all movies, you can just put the clip back. And then put the pin back And then in. you put the pin back. So I'm not sure if that's accurate or not. Yeah. But the other thing I've learned from movies, because that's my only exposure to grenades, yeah. <laughs> is they seem to go off almost immediately. Yeah. Like in five seconds, maybe, and they, yeah. and they so Zhang rolls the grenade to triple X. He he delighted, grabs yeah. it, holds the thing, makes his quip, and then rolls it, and then rolls it to Serena. And yeah. it's, they're playing this hot potato, and Zhang's like, "Okay, how about two grenades?" Yeah. and then they're just rolling grenades around, yeah. grabbing him, three grenades, and then the Russians so rudely interrupt. And I mean, why didn't they just show up and and start raving and then? Like, why did they come in all SWAT team style? Yeah, so a Russian SWAT team comes in, and they're... Okay, I, I did write down their names. <laughs> Two Ivans. Wait, what did I write here? I wrote, Vin makes a squeaky sound. <laughs> oh, yeah. Eee! Yeah, he does that. He goes like, eee! So the Russians come in, and Vin names them Lieutenant Leningrad, the two Ivans, Moscow Mule, and Igor. Right. And then Lady Boner's ready to shoot him, who, and she's in a tree wrapped up in a silk sheet. Mm-hmm. With her sniper rifle, all hell breaks loose. Right, she she rolls down like a Cirque du Soleil person while shooting at people and hitting everyone in the head and stuff. Yeah, uh, now 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 it gets now, good. Now we get the world's fastest sunrise because it's the dead of night. Then they go and get on motorcycles and it's the sunrise. And then in the next cut, it's midday. Yeah, and you even see the sun high up in the sky. Oh, that's true. And these motorcycles, this. I was not prepared for. Even though we had seen this in the preview, I would totally forgotten this. Yeah. The motorcycle chase through the jungle, and then they run out of jungle. They're on the beach. And where do you go when you run out of beach? You have a motorcycle race in the ocean. <laughs> Their motorcycles were already equipped for this. Right. They just flipped a switch, and then skis came down. Yeah, Water skis. It was like James Bond motorcycles. Yeah. But, and they both had the skis on them, huh? Yeah, so they're chasing each other. Through this giant breaker. Through waves. Like a Dick Dale surfing guitar wave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's, that would have been better as if they started playing, like, yeah. they started oh, playing surf music instead of dubstep. Oh, that would have been way better. Start playing Wipeout. Maybe I can re-edit it. What are the purposes of those motorcycles? I guess just for fun, since they Probably just, just rave for fun, and stuff. Since it's just yeah. a rave party island. Yeah. 
Oh, man. And then, yeah, so they have a, a chase through the waves on motorcycles. Which, I mean, I was thinking the writer of the movie, when he, at the very beginning, when Gibbons is recruiting by saying that uh, skateboarding and empty, like, he was saying that when you, skateboards were just a thing on the ground and no one had ever dreamed of them being up in the air until there was a drought and then the empty pools, they went in the air. And this is the the concept this writer ran with for every extreme scene. So he's saying, okay, people ski down mountains in snow, but do they ski through the forest? Yeah. And then this, uh, you know people race on motorcycles, on but land. do they race in the ocean? Yeah. So he's trying to do this, this exact thing, this concept at the beginning. This yeah. one seed, he watches Z-Town and Dog Boys. Yeah. Or Do- is it Dogtown and Dog Z-Boys. and Z-Boys. Yeah. And, and just this movie changed this guy's life. Yeah. He's like, I got it. Yeah. Triple X3. F. Scott Frazier. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I should have said it like this. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> triple X. I'm Triple X. Women want me. Here's another scene where women want to sleep with me. <laughs> a lot of a lot of plot happens. Vin gets to do the enhance thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it's video I, footage. I enhance, do, enhance. I do want to mention that this is where my notes ran out. After uh, my yeah. mind was so blown by the the surfing motorcycle chase that I I stopped taking notes yeah. for the rest of the film. Yeah. So this is uh, we're, we're now I'm like jumping out of a plane with no parachute. So there's a bunch of plot. It, they destroy the Pandora device, but it's only a copy of a Pandora device. Right. And someone drops a satellite on a Russian Olympic stadium. Mm-hmm. So it turns out one of the CIA guys, when Vin watches the security footage of Donnie Yen, of sorry Zhang, <laughs> of Zhang attacked with his leather jacket, mm-hmm. he notices that when Zhang breaks through the glass, everyone panics except for this one guy who is expecting it. Everyone's startled, and yeah. and the one CIA agent is just sitting there watching this. And yeah. I was thinking, no matter if you are expecting it or not. Someone banging through a window would startle everyone. Yeah, that's just that's just a human reaction. It's right. a, f- a flighter, f- fight a or flight re- shower of broken glass and a thunderous roar. Yeah, this is not a, a this is not a conscious reaction. People don't get startled emotionally. Yeah, you know, this is like a, a a survival mechanism in in creatures. Yeah. So that and then he takes a marker and draws on the computer screen. Oh yeah, he circles the CIA agent with a marker. Yeah, <laughs> so, yes, you guy right here. <laughs> he wasn't startled at all. And so they they go to Detroit. A uh, bunch of plot stuff that doesn't even matter happens. There's more mayhem and action. Well, one thing I do want to point out is both teams are trying to get to Detroit to get the Pandora's box. The good Triple yeah. X team and the bad one. Yeah, and they have this great car chase. But then they're foiled by uh, by traffic. Yeah. By a traffic jam. Yeah, they're stuck in a Detroit traffic jam. <laughs> like, this is like, you guys can do anything, plan for anything, but this is what stops you, is just traffic? Now, this is when Xander introduces the concept of Dial 9 for help, because mm-hmm. Triple X takes care of its own. Right. That's going to be very, very important oh, later. Oh, yeah. Uh, eventually, the bad guy makes really not a very good bad guy speech. It really wasn't convincing at all. Well, it was, it was very weak bad guy speech. And it was distracting because the whole time that Xander is, is got his hand, he, the, bad, the bad guy's got the gun on Xander. Yeah. Xander's got his hands behind his head, his arms up, but he's got an earpiece with, with uh, what's her name? Ruby Rose. Uh, yeah, Adele Wolf, a.k.a. Adele, Lady Boner. Yeah, Lady Boner is yeah. talking to him in, in his earpiece. So you're getting dialogue from her yeah. and him and the guy giving this speech. And so I couldn't yeah. even follow the speech. So she's trying to, like, uh, Zhang is like tied up. Vin is there with his mm-hmm. hands behind his head. They're trying to um, 
uh, Adele Wolf is trying to snipe him with her thermal vision, but the he's turned the heat up. <laughs> and what was the point of that? Just for thermal snipers? Yeah, because then everyone's all red. The whole room's red. It's hot. If the if the room temperature is the same as a human temperature, I guess that means that room's ninety eight degrees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a dumb bad guy. You're standing in a room that's a hundred degrees. Yeah, making your bad guy speech. The Vin. Or, you couldn't just put tinfoil over the windows or something, or just not stand by a window. <laughs> Pull the bl- just pull the blinds. That's yeah. what I have to do. Yeah. Go go buy some newspaper and tape it over the window. No, because then she'd be able to see with the thermal. Oh, the thermal. So, he, but he could just not stand anywhere near a window at all. Right, or push a bookcase in front of the window or yeah. something. But so so Vin, for the first of two times, pulls a made you look move. <laughs> so the guy's making a speech, and Vin says, "I'm sorry, I was distracted. You have something in your teeth." <laughs> and the guy goes, "What?" <laughs> then Vin does this. I can't. I'm he doing does a, it. He does a reverse birdie. Like if you flip someone off in reverse, yeah. Like your birdie finger is is the only finger that's bent. He says to on his earpiece, "Read between the lines." He, so he has his hands behind his head. Does this right. reverse birdie? Says, "Read between the lines," which gives her the signal to shoot in that gap between his fingers. That one inch gap. And then kills the guy. Yeah. Perfect headshot. And Vin goes like, oh. Yeah. It like, it like hit his ring or something. Yeah. His, he looked like he was wearing his class ring. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's wearing his class ring. Very proud. Like high Baylor, school. Baylor University. No, it's a it's high school graduate ring. Yeah. It's his high school. Be true to your school. Yeah. Um, this is the part I like, though, because this is when... I love in shows when the bad guys become the good guys. Yeah, I love that too. I always love that. Like it just, it's something maybe, it just, it's just like a feel good thing maybe. Yeah. But suddenly the government, now that Triple X is no longer, Xander's no longer useful, they, he has to be killed. And so all the Triple X people have to unite. So for, and for some reason, him and Zhang are on the plane. Yeah. They're like trillion dollar plane that can, dri- that can go all the way around the world three times without needing fuel. Yeah. She, uh, and the funny thing is, is, is uh, Mark says that, is it, it was Mark, right? The woman? It was like M-A-R-K-E. Uh, oh, yeah. CIA agent Jane Mark. She, when she says the speech that this has big enough fuel tanks to go around the world three times, I was thinking, is that even possible? Yeah. You would have like swimming, like Olympic swimming pool sized tanks, right? Bigger. Well, and I feel like it's counterproductive. I don't, again, I don't know about grenades and I don't know about (laughs) physics, but you'd think the giant fuel tanks would make it less fuel efficient because they got to haul around this massive amount of fuel. I don't, yeah, maybe I'm being too simple about this or no, you know what? I'm going to give myself the benefit of the doubt and say that the movie's being dumb. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, why not? Let's just go with that. Yeah. So this, I, don't, I don't know why him and Jang are on the plane and the rest of the XXX team is still in this abandoned yeah. Detroit building. But um, it, all, all hope looks lost to the XXX team. Yeah, so they immediately shoot him point blank in the chest a bunch of times. Oh, and he, yeah. And he fakes dead about as well as he fakes drinking. <laughs> So everyone, le- so he's on the ground, and then he, I, he, I swear he lifts his head up and like looks around, and then he puts his head back down and closes his eyes, and knowing him, probably starts making fake snoring sounds <laughs> to convince them that he's dead. Was he wearing? A, I, I went to the bathroom at this part. Was he wearing a bulletproof yeah, vest? So, yeah, yeah. I, I came then, back and he was alive again. Yeah, because Jang is still tied up, and he looks at him and like winks, and he's like, "Oh, bulletproof vest." So, so now we've got this massive fight. Oh, now, now, um, then a Navy SEAL comes in and he pulls the second major look. Where he says, don't you have any respect? You forgot to zip up. Yeah. And then he looks down at his fly, and then <laughs> Zhang gets to start kicking him in the face. 
Yeah. So we've got this massive battle in this out of control plane where the pilots are all getting shot to death. Yeah. So so the gravity's gone. So everyone's floating everyone's around. Floating. Which yeah, I guess I, I'm sure that's how it works. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I guess you can take those planes where you can go, where they go up in the atmosphere and drop, and you have like five seconds yeah. of weightlessness. It didn't look like it was that high, but yeah, they were hell, they were way high in the air. Yeah. Uh, so he's the, the joke he made earlier about when I put you through the toilet and dump mm-hmm. you over the Pacific. So he yeah. says, I figured out my math problem. It takes two flushes <laughs> and then blows the guy out the airplane. Through the toilet hole. Through the toilet hole. Now the plane's crashing. Well, plane's crashing. It explodes. He says, I live for this shit, and the plane explodes. But anyway, meanwhile, on the ground, the rest of the team. Yeah, all uh, hope looks lost for them. Tennyson Torch says, I've got a plan. Puts in his <laughs> rugby mouth guard and just starts running towards the attacking Navy SEALs, where he gets shot twice. <laughs> That's it. And then the DJ goes and drags him back. That's the whole plan. That's his plan. I'm going to run at him. Well, this is a guy that he's known for just getting in car crashes. Yeah. So he's just like another moron on the team. Yeah. He probably doesn't even know what the plan, like what their bigger yeah. like plan is. Yeah. He's just trying to run around and crash cars. So finally they dial nine. Oh, yeah. This, this I, I, I really was excited for this. And sur- I don't know why it surprised me. It did, I didn't see it coming at I all. didn't see it coming. Darius... Stone mm-hmm. of Triple X Two State of the Nation Ice Cube shows up with yep. a grenade launcher. Oh, I was I was almost che- I was alone, but I was cheering. Yeah, I was too. I was like Ice Cube, and I haven't even I don't even know who the character is. I know I haven't even seen part two. But I was I, like, yes, it's Darius Stone. I've never seen that movie. <laughs> I didn't really, I didn't think of that, but I haven't seen it either. But I had the same reaction. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's, it's the other Triple X, and especially because an Ice Cube. I believe an Ice Cube song was playing. It was. And, it then, was. and then it did the flash, and it said, been waiting nine years for someone to press nine. Mm-hmm. And then he blows everybody up, and he says, like, X takes care of its own. Yeah. It really, it, this really did have a lot of, they took a lot of things that make Fast and Furious popular. Yeah. That kind of, like, criminals are family yeah. idea, which it is It really weird. is, like, it's Super so weird. much like a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. But with less heart. Sadly. Is it? Oh, yeah. Fast I'm, and Furious movies really lay on the heart real thick. I've only seen Tokyo Drift of oh, all of them. Oh, we got it. I've never even seen that. one with Triple X, or I mean with, with Vin. I've only seen oh. the one with the, the guy with the southern accent in Japan. That's the only one. I've uh, never seen one with The Rock. None of them. Oh, man. A mutual friend of ours, Scott, because I, I like those movies, but I, I have actually haven't seen the last three. Oh, okay. Because they come out every year. Yeah. And I don't have time to watch one movie a year. <laughs> but um, so he said uh, this weekend I watched every single uh, Fast and Furious movie, and wow. he pointed out to me. He said, "This is the GI Joe adaptation we've all been wanting." He's like, "Trust me, just watch Fast and the Furious, but imagine it's GI Joe instead of criminals." Yeah, because eventually they stop being criminals and they just like are mercenary heroes. Is that what GI Joe is? No, GI Joe is their government. They're like their go- their government a agency army, right? They're but like- basically, it's a secret army, but it's a bunch of. Uh, diverse people with one very specific skill. Oh, yes. So it's like, oh, I'm the guy who can jam radio signals, and I'm the guy right. who can break a safe. And, and I'm the guy that has a dog. And I'm the rock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, wow. And I'm yeah. the guy that trains crocodiles. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll have, that's good to know. I love because one of my favorite things, to, like, I've talked about this way in the past, but there's a Man of War album. Uh, their very first album, Battle Hymns, that yeah. I like to pretend is the plot of Rambo, First Blood. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this, so I love this type of stuff. Yeah. Like, I, th- th- now that I haven't seen them, but I have this, this blueprint, pretend they're G.I. Joe, I'm, I guarantee I'm going to love it. Because I was, uh, 
I went to the drive-in to see a movie that we all hated. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, a certain a certain sci-fi prequel that I fucking hated, <laughs> and I'm not I, a, a sci-fi movie that just came out that takes place in space. I'm with I'm gonna you. Gonna give you a hint. It's not Guardians of Galaxy Two. I loved that one. Matt, that one was awesome. But I saw it at the drive-in, and the next screen over was showing Fate of the Furious. And you're like, why am I in the wrong yeah. parking lot? And I'm watching this terrible movie. And then I look over, and I'm like, oh man, The Rock just threw a car door at a submarine. <laughs> Oh man, that's that's true. I'm gonna have to watch these GI Joe movies. Yeah. So in any event, uh, Xander escapes from the plane, mm-hmm. but he says, "I live for this shit" because he lives for, you know, being in the middle of the sky with no parachute. Well, who doesn't? The thing that he lives for is is something impos- completely impossible. He's yeah. trying to ram the giant jet into a satellite that's falling out of space. Oh, and yeah. And then, and just that's impossible. Yeah. Then jump through the entire plane in a big jump out the back door. And then fall to the ground with no parachute and not die either. Yeah. It is, no one lives for that shit. It is, it's not cool or extreme. It's just like he's just too dumb to know he's going to die. Yeah. So he does manage to swim through the air. Maybe he doesn't know the concept like of death. Yeah. Maybe the character doesn't know you can die. I think so that's like it. everything is awesome if you don't know you're going to die. Yeah. It's like a little kid like getting a, a, a getting Whee! a BMX and want to ride off the top of the garage. Yeah, because like a five year old doesn't know you're going to die if you do that. Yeah, it's just they live for that shit. Yeah, <laughs> so, somehow he swims through the air, grabs this big box. The shot, the shot was yeah. beautiful. Oh yeah, it's it, you got you're looking at at Zan, you're falling backwards through the plane with him. Yeah, and his giant. He, it's like he's coming in for a kiss. <laughs> yeah. and then the plane explodes behind him, and he's like laughing and yeah. stuff. I swear, yeah. he's like giggling as he's yeah. flying through the air. And then he does the thing. Another thing in movies that I don't know if you can really do. No, I don't think. When you, can. you fall out of, in, when you're in the air, if you just kind of aim at something and put your arms next to your body, you shoot straight for it. Yeah, and you go twice as fast. Yeah, I don't think that works. Because he just apparently. It, I mean, maybe I guess people jump out of planes and then they go to each other and start holding hands and swimming around before they pull their shoots. Again, I'm not saying I, I, I you can or can't do it. I'm just saying according to movies you can do it, but I don't yeah. know if it, just like grenades. I don't yeah. know if you can actually do this. Yeah. But he swims through the air, dives straight at a big. Every single one of these these big giant bombers has a big box, big like square with a net around it and a parachute. Yeah, I don't know what's in that. Yeah, what was in that? Because the whole purpose of that plane was just Vin Diesel's flying. Oh, like inside of it is the guys from Spies Like Us. Seriously, or it's or or like or Operation Dumbo Drop. There's an elephant in inside of it or something. Yeah, because for some reason there's a huge thing of boxes with a parachute. So he has to fly towards the box, cling onto the box with no goggles or anything. Mm-hmm. And then he starts messing with hooks and straps and then eventually <laughs> gets a parachute. But then the box lands it and explodes. like explodes. I mean, it might as well not have a parachute. Because <laughs> it lands so hard. And it kicks up this giant mushroom cloud. I know. And then he walks out of it and goes, please tell me you got that on video. <laughs> I know. It doesn't seem like maybe he doesn't have pain re- receptors in his brain either. I don't even remember what happens to Zhang. Does he die? No, he gets shot in the chest, but apparently once he lands on the ground, he's fine. They're all yeah. fine. Except uh, Mark, he, Jang ties a parachute to her foot. Oh, yeah. Or he just ties like a rock to her foot or something, and she <laughs> yeah. goes sailing out of the plane. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but, I mean, Zhang's been shot in the chest. Yeah. And he's just kind of laughing. Everyone's fine. And then- Ice Cube pulls up in a purple car, which apparently used to be Xander's. Yeah, and he's been taking care of it. Now we cut to Samuel Jackson, Gibbons' funeral, 
where so all the triple X people are there, plus a lot of just regular civilians. So he mm-hmm. must have touched a lot of people in his lives. Well, he had a, a private life, I'm assuming. Yeah, he's having one of those gospel funerals, tennis and torches singing along to the mm-hmm. gospel music. Now, Ice Cube is doing the cool guy thing of standing alone in the back of the funeral. And, he, and he's also got cool guy funeral attire of yeah. a, a leather jacket yeah. and like a leather shirt or something. Yeah. <laughs> but, so he's doing the cool guy thing of standing alone. Not to be outdone, we pan up. <laughs> and Xander is up in the balcony alone. And he's wearing, isn't he wearing like a white denim shirt? Yeah. With no sleeves? Mm-hmm. It's insane. To yeah. a funeral? Yeah. I mean, I get that you really want to show off your muscles, but you can't wear a sl- sleeves at a funeral? Yeah. Yep, and then just in perfect Nick Fury fashion, Samuel L. Jackson comes out with, for, with sunglasses with one, one black lens for some reason. Yeah. Which I didn't understand. That what had the, to be a Nick Fury reference, too. There was also earlier where, in the, at the very beginning of the movie, how uh, the soccer player thought he was joining the Avengers. Yeah. And I was like, is this... And I started thinking, this would be cool if Triple X takes place in the Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah. Because that means we could have Xander Cage go help Captain America or something. Oh, Think boy. about that. Yeah. Or Tony Stark and Xander Cage team up. Oh, man. And him quipping with Rob Downey Jr. Like, yeah. I don't need a little iron suit to fly around through the air. <laughs> yeah, Iron Man jumps out in his suit out of a plane. And <laughs> it's just, it looks over and it's just, just next to him. Yeah. Then Xander just jumps out and he's next to him in a sleeveless shirt. What what now? And Tony says, I didn't know you uh, that flying was part of your power set. I don't have superpowers, Tony. (laughs) I love it. I want Xander Cage in the Avengers. Yeah. He would be perfect. Yeah. And then, but I was thinking that, that, so Nick, no, Nick Fury. Gibbons fakes yeah. his own death. Yeah. But I was thinking, what a dickhead maneuver. Yeah, and then have a funeral? Yeah, and then like your wife's down there, everyone's sad, all yeah. your friends, and you're just like, this is funny. Yeah. It's weird that everyone thinks I'm dead. Yeah. It's and, like, he's, and now Neymar Jr. is the new triple X. Yeah. Or so, a new triple X. I was wondering if maybe they made a movie that just came out wherever he's from, like Brazil or whatever. Oh, yeah, probably. That, that, that didn't come out here. Maybe there's a triple X Brazil style. Like a goal or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly Something like it. that. Um, so right now I'm thinking, we go to credits, and I'm like, that was wonderful. The only way this movie could be better is if there's outtakes in the credits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there kind of were. They, they're a little bit. I, I love movies where they go through the cast and show scenes from them from earlier in that movie. Yeah. So they did that, and then they had a couple outtakes of mostly just them giggling. Uh, and I, I like outtakes of people laughing as much as like really silly ones. Just seeing yeah. someone laugh yeah. is, is kind of nice. Yeah. So I like that quite a bit. Yeah. It made me really just nostalgic about the time I got to spend with these people. Gosh, I know. In this the movie. This hour and 46 minutes. This was a powerhouse. This was five stars. No, five X's. No, three X's, I guess. That's the highest, 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 highest. Three X's, absolutely. So this is three out of three X's. Go watch this movie if you haven't seen it. It's fantastic. Yeah, and I feel like we answered a lot of questions about it. Yeah, I think think we answered them all. Yeah. I feel... (laughs) Definitely. All you need to know is Xander Cage is Wiley Coyote. Yep. Doesn't know that people can die. And doesn't know he can die. That's why he wasn't even shocked when Gibbons showed up. Right. He wasn't, because he doesn't quite understand what a funeral is. <laughs> yeah. He's sitting there going, why are we here singing? Yeah. This is a good concert. And that's also why he didn't wear a shirt and a tie. No, like, he thought he was going to a concert. Yeah. He just <laughs> and that's why he got the upper, he wanted to be cool up in yeah. the upper seats. He like, probably was looking for the bar. Yeah. He's like, where's the beer? 
Yeah. J- yeah, just watch this and realize the character doesn't know that people can die or he himself can die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's all you need to know. And you can do impossible feats. Yep. All right, back at it next week. Uh, Huzzah. Uh, iTunes reviews or something. Yeah. Yeah.